Good day from Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Sports Talk. I'm your host, the Orleans Mark. On today's show, we will touch on week five in the NFL, and we will break down weeks, week six. You can follow me on Twitter at the Narlins Cajun, T-H-E-N-A-W-L-I-N-U-N. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others out there. You can also listen to me on the Inside New Orleans radio show hosted by Eric Asher on 106.1 FM WRKN New Orleans. And also on iHeartRadio every Friday at 6.15 Central. And you can also catch us on ericasher.com. So let's get to it. Um, Joining me today again, my sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. We're going to have another guest that's going to be joining us in a second now. Um, I'm putting the call into him. And we're going to have some, get some good info. Right now, joining us also on the show is going to be a friend of ours, formerly of the Mirage Sportsbook, now supervisor at the Beauregard Sportsbook in Biloxi, Mississippi. Carl Johnson. Carl, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing, Steve? Hey, Carl. How's it going? All right, brother. All right, guys. Well, good. So, let's get to it. Um, NFL's been a we'll – we're going to start with college. Let's start with college first. We're going to go over three, mat, three key matchups this week. We'll break them down, get your opinions on them. First one is going to be the obvious one, Alabama and Georgia. Um, Carl, how do you see this game playing out? I know there's some problems. I know Nick Saban just tested positive. He's going to be home. Sarkeesian is going to be coaching the team from the sidelines. He's also the offensive coordinator. Um, give us your input on what you think about this game. It hasn't affected any of the, of the betting or the wagering over there at the Beau Ravage. Well, I mean, you know, this, this game opened at uh, seven and a half and 59 in most places. Uh I mean, the Sharks just pounded Georgia, uh, you know, taking the seven and a half. And they also pounded the under 59 here. I mean, that line's all the way down to, you know, I, I know saving being out probably played, you know, a, a part of it, but that, that line's down to four and a half and 56 and a half right now. Uh, so the money's definitely, uh, the money definitely hit Georgia early. A uh, bunch of sharp money come out. I mean, they grab, you know, any time they can get that hook, you know, at seven and a half, that's that's huge for those guys. Uh-huh. So, all right. Well, Steve, what do you think of what do you think about this matchup? Seeing the circumstances I mean, that's going on with this. I mean, I would have took Georgia two plus seven and a half, but I think all the values out of it now. I mean, I think if it keeps going down, if you can happen to get Alabama at three and a half or even three, it's I think it's a great bet. I mean, I just think, you know, the Sharps, you know, like Carl said, when it's seven and a half, that hook's just so big in that spot. But, I mean, now all the value's out of it. I mean, I, I think the right number was six, honestly. And now I think it's getting to, to the point now where Alabama's the value. So you may end up seeing a buyback on Alabama. 
And I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, I know. There's no doubt no, about that. I mean, the shark money's going to definitely buy it back here. You know, I, I know Saban's vital and he's a great coach, but I mean, I don't know when's the last time he made a tackle or threw a touchdown pass. So I don't know why why the line's dropping with a coach. You know, I mean, that's I mean, Sarkeesian. If it wasn't for his substance abuse problems, he'd probably still be the coach of USC and have them contending for national championships. So it's not like he's no slouch, you know. So I don't think that's a big deal, really. Yeah. Well, the way I look at this game is. I liked Alabama right off the bat. And I didn't, anything was under a touchdown, I liked it. Um, I watched them. I watched both teams this year. I love Alabama's quarterback to kick and throw the ball good. And they got two stud receivers that are probably going to be just as good as, as Judy and the other kid that came out last year. Also, watched Georgia. You know, Georgia's good, too. I just think – I think – personally, I think Alabama's a notch – a little bit of a notch above Georgia. But with the Saban thing, let me tell you something. Presence is a lot with a coach on the sidelines, especially Saban, you know, who is a disciplinarian and who demands perfection and he's intimidating to his players. And him not being there, I think it's going to, you know, it might weigh a little bit. I mean, Sarkeesian's more of a laid-back guy. So, I mean, if I had to bet the game right now, I would, you know, I would switch over and I would take Georgia plus the points. So, let's start – Transferred from junior college. I think he's actually a junior. I think he's a junior. So, I mean, yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. I just I just looked at the overall thing on it. So, the way I look at it, like I said, I like Bama from the get-go. But I think I think it's going to be a – I think it's – now, I mean, you know, the players could rally around. You know, Saban's not there. But I still have to – might lean towards Georgia. I mean, obviously, the last two times these two teams have played were in the playoff games – and Bama beat them 26-3 and 35-28. to So, if you average it out, it comes out to about four. So, it's it's probably right around the number now. That's why the Sharpies, you know, jumped on Georgia plus the seven. So, obviously, that's where the value was now. So, I guess right now, you just go with the side that you feel, you know, could actually win and cover. So, let's get to our next game, guys. We got um, Kentucky is at Tennessee. Some of the 
some of the practice sessions and stuff like that, I think it's probably helped the weaker programs and hurt, you know, the savings, you know, who, who puts that extra touch on coaching. Uh, I think it's helped some of these weaker programs, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think with the COVID, I think what it does is it takes the home field advantage out of it. And it, it neutralizes the, um, the home teams to the road teams coming in. And, you know, you don't have that, you don't have those 80,000 people screaming in your ear. And, you know, these teams, you know, actually really, whether they, you want to call it, they're intimidated from a big crowd or they get a little nervous around big crowds. But now there's no crowds to contend with, you know, and a lot of these teams have improved. And, you know, I think it just brings these, the favorites and the dogs a little bit closer. What do you think about this, Steve? Well, I mean, I've been high on Kentucky all year. I know they started off and, you know, they made a lot of mistakes against Auburn, but they should have won that game. I bet them that week. And then, then they blew the two touchdown lead to Ole Miss and miss an extra point in overtime. I mean, this team's, you know, one and two right now, and they they should be three and oh. And I just think, you know, this, this, uh, Stoops that that's at Kentucky. He's definitely a better coach than his brothers, in my opinion. He out recruit. You know, I think he recruits very well, and he knows what he has on both lines because I heard him say that his his lines were were stacked. So, I mean, they definitely can match up on the offensive and defensive line with any team in the SEC. I'm not so high on the quarterback, but I mean, he's they kind of managing him and keeping him from trying to make mistakes. You know, so. I mean, I, I think Kentucky's definitely the play here, plus six. And, and, I mean, at Tennessee, I mean, they look good in the first half against Georgia. But that quarterback they got, he's got he, he's got mental problems. I mean, he looks good. And then once he makes mistakes, the wheels come off the way. And it's almost like he's a quitter. And, I mean, I can't bet my money on anybody that, that just gives up like that. You know, I mean, he, he really – he really come apart in the second half of that Georgia game. That was that was sad to look at. So, you know, I just know that if something bad happens, he'll have a, you know, throw three interceptions and fumble. And he's got a tendency to hold on to the ball too long. I'm not betting Tennessee again. I bet him against Georgia and thought it was the right side. And he just laid a complete egg in the second half. So, I think Kentucky's the play here, plus six, really. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Um, I agree also. I looked at um. You know, it's another thing too, Mark. Uh huh. Both of these. Look at the look at the upcoming games. I mean, not not to get past this game right here, uh, but but look who these teams play next week. I mean, you know, these these teams play uh, 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 Alabama, and uh, the other one plays uh, Georgia next week. Exactly. So you know, in the SEC, you can't. And you, that's a good point. You can't look ahead in the SEC because, and it's, you know, because you know it's it's. All the teams are, you know, very competitive. And now it's actually closer that the competition is closer with all these teams. So you have to take it a game at a time. You know, I took a look at this game and I broke the schedule down. And, you know, Tennessee got blown out by Georgia. They blew out Missouri, who's, you know, you know, you can't really gauge them with the LSU game. And, you know, they got blown out by, um, I'm sorry, they beat South Carolina by four. So, who's actually a pretty good team who's improving. As far as on the Kentucky end, you know, they, they shut down Mississippi State. I think they had, like, six interceptions in the game. Um, Ole Miss, was, they lose about one point in the shootout. And Auburn, well, we watched that game. Me and Steve watched that game together. And they should have won. They, they should have won that game. That bad call on the goal line. And the next next play, the guy throws it. I think it was a pick six he throws or close to it. And that then the wheels fell off. So, 
I think Kentucky has been improving every week, and I think they finally may be ready to take a step up. And it wouldn't shock me if Kentucky would have won this game straight up. So I like them with the points. I agree. I like that money line. I mean, I, I hadn't looked at the money line today, but yesterday before I left uh, the book, I mean, they were—I think they were plus a dollar ninety, and that's one of the—that's one of the little check marks I had put on there. If I was to play a money line dog, that's the one I'm going to play. Exactly. So our last game we're going to cover, guys. We're going to go Ole Miss at Arkansas. Uh, give us a line on this game. What you got on this call? Uh, let's see. That game opened up at uh, uh, three and a half and seventy-six and a half, and uh, right now I think it's at two and seventy-five. Uh, uh, the sharp money hit Arkansas early. Uh, you know, Arkansas coming off some, some you know, pretty good showings actually. Uh, you know, the interesting thing that I, the interesting thing about this to me was that. Uh, uh, you know, it moved. Uh, they hit it at three and a half, and it, it moved, drove it down past that key number of three. And it's, uh, you know, now it's all the way down to two. Uh, so, I, you know, I didn't think it would move that far. I think, uh, I think three is probably a good number here. Uh, but yeah, so the sharps uh, they, they they hit Arkansas a little bit early, taking the three and a half. Yeah, what you think, Steve? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm high on what's going on with Arkansas. I mean, like I said last week, you know, they they hired some good coaches. I like the coordinators, and I think, you know, in a year or two, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the SEC West if, if everything stays intact. But they still have a little issue with talent. I don't think they have, have a, a lot of talent, and they certainly don't have a lot of depth. And I just think Lane inherited a little bit more at Mississippi than Arkansas had. And, I mean, I kind of think of Ole Miss. I mean, they played Alabama really good last week. They played Kentucky. I mean, they're scoring a lot of points. They scored a lot of points on Florida. I mean, I just – and Arkansas has been covering every week. I just got to feel like, uh, you know, Ole Miss might be the play here. I, I don't really like the game, but being that, that it dropped under a field goal, I certainly couldn't take Arkansas. I mean, if I had to play it, I'd just – I'd bet Ole Miss and later too. Yeah. Well, I took a look at this game, and, you know, Arkansas, they've been really bad the last few years, and really nobody had any clue how they were going to be this year. And they sort of rose up out of nowhere, and they've been, you know, they won them too, but they, like I said, I think they're 3-0 against the spread, and they've been playing everybody tough. Um, I just feel that they have improved every week. they got a good coaching staff. Got some good players, and he's bringing some good guys in. You know, I, I can't really look at the Ole Miss-Alabama game as a gauge. I mean, you know, Ole Miss is going to score points to everybody. And Lane Kip, Kiffin had the advantage in that game. I mean, he was at Alabama a few years. You know, he knows what kind of defense they run. He knows, you know, certain schemes and certain, you know, downs and what they're doing. So, you know, he knew what to attack. And, you know, it finally came to a head that, you know, Alabama finally – you know, around the fourth quarter, they finally, you know, closed the doors on them and started pulling away. But, you know, Ole Miss gave, gave a great effort, just didn't have enough to beat Alabama. I think they probably – I think it's. I think it could be a slight letdown with Ole Miss, you know, especially when they think they were they were with Alabama the whole game and maybe had a chance to win and just, just let it slip away. Um, I think Arkansas has been approving every week. I think – just like Kentucky, I think they are ready to 
to make a move because they, you know, I think they're a little frustrated too. I mean, I mean, yeah, Georgia beat them all right, and then, you know they beat Mississippi State and lose to Auburn by two, which they should have won that game too. So I think, like, like Kentucky, I think Arkansas is ready to make the, make a move this week. So I like them plus the two. Okay. Yeah, I, I just let me let me make some yeah. comments on this game. Sure. This, you know, uh, uh, Ole Miss, I mean, Lane Kiffin's offense, he's averaging 41 a game. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know if, uh, uh, you know, as, as well as, as impressive as I've, as I've been with Arkansas, you know, uh, staying in close games and having chances to win. I just, I don't know if, the, you know, they're averaging about 20 points a game. I just don't think they can score enough to keep up with Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a, you know, if he turns it into a shootout, I, I like Ole Miss minus the two here. Yeah. Well, before we go to the NFL, Carl, why don't you give us, if you have any info, on some of the a lot of, some of the college games and some of the sharp money and some of the public money is going on right now. Well, like I like I said earlier, you know, I'll recap it. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, in the Kentucky Tennessee game, I mean, the the sharps really pounded the opening total of uh, you know the you know under under forty nine is driven all the way down to forty five and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, so the, the Georgia Bama game, I mean, you know. Uh, the Sharks pounded Georgia plus seven and a half, and they uh, they also pounded the under fifty nine. Um, uh, let's see, and then the third game. What was the third game? Uh, the Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Yeah, uh, the Shark money hit Arkansas early at plus three and a half. You know, and the thing about that is it moved it down past a key number. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I just. Uh, uh, I'm a, I, I'm against these guys this week. I like Ole Miss minus two. I don't. I, I think I think they're going to put up a bunch of points against this team. Were there any other off games that maybe got hit by either side as far as uh, public I mean, and short money? So I, I was off uh, today and tomorrow. You know, we get uh, you know the way the, the the way the betting patterns usually goes. The sharps will hit it when we first bring it out. Uh, you know, by now, you know some of these public guys that have come in town for the weekend, uh, you know, they're starting to hit these games also. So, I mean, most of the time the Sharks are on a different side in the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing really that I've noticed, you know, outside of the games that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. So, all right, good. Let's get to the NFL now. First matchup we're going to go over, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Now, Cleveland's been an interesting team this year. They, I think they're four, four and zero, four zero and one, or, and, you know, they 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 look terrible in game one, and you know they've they've routed off three or four in a row. I'm still not sold on them yet. They play in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been like sort of a silent team, not hearing too much about them, but I think they're three and zero too. So, um, what we got on this? Give us some lines on this one, Carl. Yeah, so we opened it at uh, four and a half, five. You know, it was four and a half, five in most places. Uh, now it's down to uh, I think we're at minus three, minus a dollar twenty, and, and fifty one. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're at with it so far. Yeah. So, well, Steve, give us your breakdown on this one. Um. Well, I actually saw the number. I thought it opened five and a half, and you know. Uh, some a, a guy that works at the Mirage told me a few years back about that five and a half, and I've been kind of taking notice of it. When they open a game five and a half in the NFL, 
you know, I, I like the dog. It seems like the dog covers about 75% of the time. I mean, they bet it down to three and a half here. And, I mean, Pittsburgh has been looking good. But, you know, Tomlin's due for a field goal game. He's pretty conservative. And I, I see this being a field goal game. So, I think if you have to play the game, I would say take the three and a half because I, I see both of these teams very, very closely matched. And, you know, like I said, Tomlin's conservative. I don't. I would never lay more than a field goal with him in a game like this, you know, with two pretty equal teams. And, you know, I think uh, Bill Callahan's – really starting to improve the Cleveland offensive line. That team's finally starting in my, my eyes. I, I was a doubter, but I'm starting to see, you know, where these new coaches are really starting to get this team on the right track. I think they're uh, probably going to be an 11-12 win team this year. Yeah. So, the way I look at this game is, I mean, this is a division game. The last five times that Cleveland has played at Pittsburgh, they two and three against the spread. So, but Pittsburgh has won all five of those games by an average of 27 to 17. I think the closest game was a three-point game. So, obviously, a couple of those games, Pittsburgh laid some big numbers and then and then didn't cover them. But on this one, you know, I think I think the public. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you know, like I said, the Sharps have hit it. And I think the public's going to be all over Cleveland too. I actually like Pittsburgh. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with sort of the trend, although they three and two against the spread. You know, I'm looking at the the um, the, the point differential in wins in the win versus Cleveland. You know, they've won by an average of ten points. They've blown them out a couple of times. A couple of them have been close, but I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one minus the three and a half. I don't like laying three and a half. I'm hoping maybe they'll they'll knock it down to three. It's going to be hard for them to. And they're going to have to get a bunch of more to knock it down to three. So, but if if they do have a three out there, I'll I'll, I'll look for it. I'll probably, you know, take it. I mean, I still might be a little brave and maybe later three and a half. I think, you know, it's it's just looking too good to be true with Cleveland. I mean, they 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 playing better. Don't get me wrong. They did pass protect good last week. Pittsburgh looked, you know, held off Philly. I think Philly came on. And but you know sometimes it's in these division games it's matchups and history of matchups and Cleveland just really hasn't had too much success. I mean they haven't they haven't beat Pittsburgh at all the last five times and like I said average margin of victory is ten. So I'm going to take um Pitt in this situation. What do you think about it, Carl? Uh, yeah, you know um, uh, there is a three out there. I mean we're at three minus a dollar twenty. There you go. Uh, you know they just don't. I don't. You know they just. They don't want to bring it to that three and a half. Uh, so, yeah. And, and also, if you remember, remember last year this game, uh, Miles Garrett, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was a game where Miles Garrett went off and cracked the dude with his helmet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the quarterback, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know Big Ben's back there now, and chances are I don't think he'll do that to Big Ben. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to be uh, – I think both these teams are going to go after each other. I think it's going to – I think they're going to be fired up here. This ought to be a good one. So, all right, our next game on the card here. we got a flip game coming up, guys. If you don't know what that is, we're going we're gonna to explain that to you. Green Bay and Tampa. Green Bay – Tampa opened up a three-point favorite. And it's now flipped all the way to Green Bay minus one. So I'm sure that's probably that's probably like Carl said, that's probably short money right off the bat with it. Um 
So, Carl, break us down. What do you think? What kind of what kind of play y'all getting over there? Yeah, I mean, this game opened Tampa Bay minus two and a half and fifty one and a half. And I mean, you know, I mean, uh, who, who's not going to pop Green Bay right there? I mean, look, uh, you know, I I don't. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, after after all these years uh, uh, doing this, I don't watch a lot of football anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, other than at work, you know, and you can't really, you know, I can't get into the details of, of what happened each play. I just don't have the time to watch it. But from what I've seen, I mean, I, look, I like Green Bay. Uh, uh, Green Bay's schedule favors them. I mean, this team can make a serious run. Uh, you know, they're, like I said, now, now they're a one-point favorite. And they've also ran this total up from an opening 51 and a half to 55 here. So, uh yeah, I, I you know I, I like Green Bay in this spot. What do you think, Steve? I mean, you know, I I'm not gonna pro- probably not gonna play the game. It's just kind of a tough spot. But I mean, you know, I like Brady at home. I always had a, you know, when you get a good coach, good quarterback at home, getting a point, getting points. I mean, that's usually a good spot to bet the money. I mean, I know Green Bay's looked great, but I mean, you know, look, they beat. They beat some pretty average teams. They haven't really beat – I mean, they caught the Saints without Michael Thomas, and, you know, they beat them. But, you know, they beat Detroit. They beat Minnesota, who started off horrible in the beginning of the year. That was their first game. And then, uh, what, last week they beat – well, they beat Atlanta before the bye week. I mean, so they really haven't beaten any good teams. So, I'm not really sold. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but I really don't know how good they are. I mean, I, I just – if I had to play the game, I'd take Tom Brady at home getting anything. I really would. Yeah, the way I look at this game is Green Bay's defense is not playing too bad right now. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers. You got Brady, who's Brady. You know, Brady, you know, he's they're, – they're moving the ball. They're putting up some points. But, you know, Brady has lost a little zip on his ball. Brady has made a few bad – bad throws this this year that he probably wouldn't have made a few years ago. Bad reads. Um, He's made a couple of mistakes. Um, I don't know why, whether he had a little bit, like the other day, I mean, in the game, he might have had a little mental breakdown. He had the downs mixed up. and So, I mean, overall, I think, I mean, I don't like Tampa's pass defense. They can't. I don't think they stop. They can't stop anybody in the air, and that's not good for facing Green Bay. Now, you know, I expect it to be somewhat of a shootout early, but you know, I just feel that I just don't feel Tampa. Tampa has enough weapons if they have to make a comeback. I think Green Bay's defense is playing good enough to shut them down. They finally, you know, Lafleur and and um. Aaron Rodgers are finally on the same page with that offense, and I think they can score as many points as they want to just about anybody in this league. So, you know, although all all the sharp money, you know, is going on Green Bay, and I'm, you know, I'm, I think the public will bounce it out a little bit because I think the public likes Brady. You know, I think I, you know, it's probably not a good game to bet. I'm probably not going to play it. It'd be a good sit and watch game. I think I'd have to lean to Green Bay if I was going to play this game. <laughs> So yeah, you know, the, only, the only thing that scares me about you know I, I, I like Green Bay and, and I, you know uh, I, this is probably not a game I I'm gonna bet but the only thing that scares me I mean I don't know you you guys know how I am I'm Green Bay's four and zero against the spread this year <laughs> I 
I mean, it's the match. Yeah. You know, they're they're not going to go. You know, sixteen and zero against the spread. Well, no, they're not. I mean, you know, exactly. and you know, they could they could have a, a little spread let down. Or they could have a, you know, next week or the next two or three weeks, they could have a little spread like that. Because, you know, you know, when they face mediocre teams, they're going to lay some big numbers. Those are probably going to be the weeks that, you know, they're laying seven or eight and they might win by three or four. Those are, those, I think those are the ones that are going to jump up and bite you. I, you know, I don't see the spread coming into play at this one at all, even if it was three. I don't really see this being a field goal game. I think whoever wins the game, whether it's Tampa or Green Bay, is going to win by more than that. So, well, we'll see what happens in this one. It's a good, probably a good sit and watch game, guys. Um, all right, our last game is uh, Casey and Casey and Buffalo. Casey's at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo just come off a demolishing um, by the, um, you know, by the graces of Tennessee, just flat. You know, we we like Tennessee. We you know we played them a little bit, but but. Um, what do you what, what kind of numbers we got in this game, Carl? What kind of movement we got? Uh, well, to be honest with you, the so the game opened uh, three and a half and fifty five, and uh, you know uh, this morning uh, a little while ago it was uh, three and a half and fifty seven and a half. So uh, the side hadn't done a whole lot, but uh, looks like they popped the total a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, and it, that's this look. This is a tough game. This is two great football teams. Uh, yeah, it, it, this thing could go either way. So, all right, Steve, let's see what you think about it. I mean, uh, I, I'm not in love with either side. I know, you know, the public's going to be on Kansas City just because they think, like, you know, Kansas City's great. They're not going to lose two in a row. And that's that's what makes me kind of like Buffalo because I've been betting this long enough to know anything can happen on any given week with any two teams. So I'm not going to fall into that trap and think Kansas City can't lose two in a row because they can. And this is a tough spot for Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo kind of – I don't know. I, I think they kind of got caught looking ahead in that Tennessee game. I really do. So I think they're going to be ready to play at home. This is a tough spot for Kansas City I, I laying three and a half. I mean, they could win, but I think if, if they do win, it'll be a field goal game. Yeah. Well, the way I look at this game is – you know, before the game, I thought Buffalo and Tennessee were probably mirror images of each other. Real good defenses, both of them. You know, decent offenses. Um, I thought Buffalo was starting to come along, scoring more points, which they have been. You know, same with Tennessee. But, you know, Tennessee just seemed to have the upper hand on Buffalo the other night. It was just, you know, it was just like a snowball effect. I mean, Buffalo didn't have an answer for them. And Tennessee's defense stepped up, and he just – you know, they just flat beat them. It happens sometimes. Um, I think Buffalo is a little upset. You know, they got technically got embarrassed on national TV. I think Casey has – they have sort of toned down a little bit from when they started. They started out gangbusters. I mean, they, you know, they, they go out and they, um, they beat Baltimore. And, you know, they, they – they, they, I, mean, I, I won't say struggling, but – like me and Steve have talked about in the past, you know, quarterbacks like Mahomes and, and um, you know, Deshaun Watson and, and uh, what's his name, the kid from Baltimore, um, the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. You know, if you, can, if you can put a rush on these guys and keep them embedded in that pocket and make them sort of throw the ball around a bunch of bodies, they seem to struggle. Even Mahomes gets a little inaccurate at times. So, and, you know, I think Buffalo, 
you know, if Buffalo would have lost the game by a field goal, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't think it's a big deal. But they got, they got the crap beat out of them. And I think, you know, playing Kansas City, maybe they were looking ahead, but I think they're going to come out and they're going to, um, they're going to come out with a terror. Um, I think they'll do a little better. I think they'll do better this week. So, like I said, if I had to play the game, I definitely would take Buffalo in the points. So, let's get to our picks for the. What everybody's been waiting for, our picks for the week. Carl in college. Who do you like in college this week? Uh, you, you know, I, I tell you, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I like Ole Miss laying the two. I mean, I, I just, uh, I like that game. Uh, uh, it, it's probably a game that I'll bet. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, I just, uh, I think Lane Kiffin's offense is just going to be too much for Arkansas, Arkansas's defense. Uh, so I like them. Uh, let's see, and then uh, you know I, I I like some of the totals. You know I I'm kind of a totals guy. You know I not a whole lot of games. I, I you know it's one of the first things I look at is totals. I just uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big college sides guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, you know I, I can't in the Tennessee uh, Kentucky game. I I kind of like the under a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know I. You know, and now they they moved it way out of line. You know, they really the the, the sharps are really driven it way down. So uh, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, you know, and see if this thing, you know, if it goes any lower, I'm not. But if I can get it around 47 and a half or so, which is going to have to come up a little bit, I'll probably play the under there. Um, and then let's see in the Georgia in the Georgia Bama game. Uh, you know, I like the I like Georgia. Uh, I'm going to take the points if I bet it. Okay. Steve the Shrimp Man, what you got? And do you have any shrimp cocktail parlays for everybody this week in college? Well, I do. I, I have a shrimp cocktail in the college. I mean, the shrimp cocktails have been going one and one lately. Hopefully, we can cash a parlay this week. Uh, last week, I, I was on Houston, and, and they beat Tulane pretty good. And it wasn't looking good early. They turned the ball over, but they uh, – I think they turned it over five or six times and still win the game by 19 points. That just tells me that they're a superior team. And I, I knew they were going to be loaded this year. Dana Holgerson's a great coach. And I, I know BYU's been playing well, but uh, Houston is, is the first part of my shrimp cocktail. Right now you can get them plus four and a half, five. I just don't think the odds makers are caught up to how good this team is yet. I, I think they're a top 20 team for sure. And they're unranked, so and they're at home getting five from a 14th ranked team, BYU. I think uh, I know they had some issues with some players not practicing. I don't know if it's COVID related or what, but that's not going to scare me off. I still like Houston in this game. And uh, another game that I absolutely love is South Carolina plus three. I got it at three and a half. It's down to three now against Auburn. Auburn is very much overrated this year. Their defensive line is pure D garbage. Georgia exposed them. And let's face it, going on the road to play a tough South Carolina team that likes to run the ball, they're going to be in for a long afternoon. Yeah. So South Carolina plus three is a great bet. I I think South Carolina wins the game outright. Yeah. Well, on mine, I like – I agree with you with the South Carolina. I definitely agree with you that. Carl, I have to go against you with the Arkansas. But my two games I'm going to give out – I do like Kentucky. We explained before. I think they're they played so many close games. They, they two of those games they should have won. 
And I think they're improving and they're improving and they're improving. And like Steve said, Tennessee's quarterback is, you know, you get you get in his head a little bit and he just loses his mind. So, I mean, he, and he will throw the ball and make mistakes. So, I think it's time for Kentucky to step up and win a big game like this. I think this is a perfect, perfect spot for them. The other team I like, I like North Carolina State minus four and a half at home against Duke. North Carolina State sort of came out of nowhere. You know, they, you know, they, they, they beat Pitt on the road. Um, they win last week. I can't remember who they beat. I had them last week. And Duke started out real soft. I was high on Duke this year, but they struggled. But they actually um, jumped up and win last week. I think they beat Syracuse. But I just think NC State all around is the better team. They're playing good. And I think they're going to be a surprise team in the ACC this year. So I definitely like North Carolina minus the four and a half against Duke. Um, let's go to our NFL now. Carl, what do you think? What do you, well, what do you, what do you like uh, you in know, the NFL? I, I, one, one game we talked about, I like, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I've, I've noticed that, uh, uh, throughout the years, usually when a, when a team, uh, reverses the favorite, I, I'm going to, I'm going to play uh, Green Bay minus the one, uh, against Tampa Bay. I just, uh, I like Green Bay. I like their schedule. I think this team's going to make a run. Uh, and then the other game that uh, you know uh, that, that we hadn't talked about is I love the uh, the Bengals Colts over forty six and a half. Okay. Uh, so I'm probably going to play them individually, and I might even do a little uh, hook up there uh, for a little two teamer. Uh, and then there'll be some some games. You know, I'll take my little lottery teaser. Uh, I'll play four or five games on a teaser. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be it for me. Yeah. All right, Steve, what you got in the NFL this week? Well, I'm going with a shrimp cocktail, two-team parlay. I uh, Last week I, I took the Jets, and they laid an egg. But, you know, I, I did see some things that I liked uh, with Flacco. I saw it towards, you know, in the second half, it looked like he was starting to complete some passes and get the speed of the game back. It's just hard for when a guy sits out that many weeks to come in and really be comfortable. And I think it's just like a race horse coming off a layoff. They always need a race to get, to get back in shape. And uh, I think uh, this, this week, the jets are absolutely to play. It'll probably be 10 by kickoff. I would think, you know, it's probably one of the strongest angles in sports when a team wins outright as a seven point or more dog and then they're following up the following week as a seven point or more favorite that's just too much of a you know get, you know I know I know the Jets are a bad team but that's just too much of a line switch I mean it's just you know the Dolphins really are, I think they're getting to be a little overrated because of that win in Frisco and then they come home and I mean the Jets they don't look good but I I know they cut Levy on belt. Maybe he was causing problems in the locker room. I just think that's too many points. I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets win the game out late this week. I think the Jets are my best play. And I also like Jacksonville plus three, maybe find three and a half against Detroit. I mean, I just don't think Detroit should be three and a half over anybody in the NFL on the road. They're just as bad as those teams, in my opinion. And I, I just think Jacksonville, Minshew's due for a better game. And, you know, I know Detroit's coming off a bye, but they're bad. I mean, they got a horrible defense. The Saints could have scored 80 on them if they wanted to. They just laid down in the second half and quit trying to score. I mean, I think Minshew's going to throw for a lot of yards at home. And I, 
I, I could see that game ending in a field goal either way. So if you can get three and a half, I definitely would take the Jaguars in that spot. Okay, good. All right. This week in the NFL, like, like I said, I like Pittsburgh minus a three and a half. I'll explain to everybody why. I just think – I don't know. I just don't think – I think everybody's writing – I won't say they're writing Pittsburgh off. I think they're just still – it's a little early to be jumping on the Cleveland bandwagon. This is – you know, this is a little bit of a rivalry game from the past. And like I said, Pittsburgh has beat them an average of 10 points in all that last five meetings. So, I think Pittsburgh's the right side of this one minus a three and a half. I also like Carolina. Carolina opened three. It's now it's one and a half. They're all they're they're all over Chicago. I think this is a little bit of a let. I don't know if it's a letdown or I just don't think they're going to go to Carolina and take Carolina seriously. And Teddy Bridgewater's playing good for them, and they've been they've been playing consistent every week, and they win in games. And nobody's talking about Carolina because you know it was sort of a mystery. I mean, they lost Cam Newton. You know, Bridgewater was with the Saints last year, and he. You know, when he filled in for Breeze, he did good. I mean, I what he went five and one, six and one, or I mean, and he's playing good with Carolina. That's all that matters. If you get out there, you execute, you win games. That's what he's doing. I don't, I don't think anybody's giving Carolina a chance this game just because you know Chicago on on Thursday night they beat Tampa. You know, big win for them. Don't get me wrong. You know, whether they still, whether they still high on that on that game a little bit, but they go on the road to Carolina. I think it's a good spot to Carolina. I think they could jump. I think they'll jump up and bite Chicago and beat them outright. So, well, guys, that is, it was a great show. That's the show for this week. I want to mention a few things. All you listeners out there all over the world, if you're coming, if you're going to come to Biloxi, you definitely want to check out the Beau Rivage has a, a new sports book. It's been around. How long has it been around call? The new book? Uh, right, I, I think right at two years now. Two years. It's sort of an oval, round shape inside. It's pretty nice. It's so, it's different. So you definitely want to go do your, do your watching at the Beauregard Sports Book and, you know, go up there and tell Carl, hey, if you get in there. And for you other people coming out here to Vegas, obviously we want to come to Mirage Sports Book, number one sports book in Vegas. Great staff, great management. They take care of you there. It's the, it's the best laid-out sports book around to watch all your games. So come out to the Mariah Sportsbook, number one book in Vegas, and the Beau Rivage book in Biloxi. Well, I want to thank Carl, Carl Johnson, for being on the show this week, giving us all his input thank you, from the Beau, from Beau Rivage and the book and all, all his information. I hope that's helpful for everybody. And our sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man, and... We will see y'all next week. So everybody, good luck this week, and let's make some money. And we're out.